Welcome to the Red Flood Podcast, where we will take a look into various topics related to the Bible and Christian faith. Let's get right into it. Today is the start of our five-week series, No More Faking Fine. It's the question that we're asked every day when we come into contact with people. They say to us, how are you? You say fine. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm great. But what if you're not fine? Today, we have permission to give voice to the hurt the frustration and the disappointment that we've kept inside and silence for too long. We have seen by experience that hardships can and will blindside us in this life. So we should expect pain, but don't settle for heartache without comfort. God cares for us way too much for us to go through this life alone. I want you to know that God does have a deep love for you, and I want us to get unstuck from the weight and the burden that sorrow can bear. If you've ever been given empty cliches during challenging times, you know how painful it can feel to be misunderstood by well-meaning people. Far too often, it seems the response we get to our hurt and our disappointment is, suck it up, or don't worry about it, or move on. Get over it. Pray it away. How many times have we heard that? And many of us believe that we can shut down painful emotions that haunt us from our broken past and we'll try to forget. We become numb to our pain. We try to forget the things that we've gone through and the way that we feel. But by silencing our pain, we rob ourselves of the opportunity to be healed. You see, being numb causes us to pretend that things aren't the way they really are. Maybe you've done the same. Maybe you've been faking fine for too long. Scripture reveals a God who meets us where we are, not where we pretend to be. And as we look into the word, I want you to follow me to Psalms chapter 6, and we find there the writer suffering physically, looking for a way out. In Psalm chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, he's recognizing that he deserves punishment, but he pleads that God will give him mercy rather than anger. So by confessing the damage that's already done, he appeals to God's mercy and his favor. And listen, he's very conscious that he deserves to be where he is. And he's not asking that God takes it away. He suffers from a physical illness, which he fears he might not recover from. And his primary concern is not only that his suffering might be more than he can stand, but that it comes as a result of God's anger. Have you ever felt like you were being punished by God? Or maybe you felt like the predicament you're in is because God is angry with you. David cries out to God. I mean, he actually cries tears to God. When was the last time you cried? Just totally let your emotions go. 
And forget about everything you've been taught about crying. You know, boys don't cry. Don't be a crybaby. Crying is a sign of weakness. No, crying is a pouring out of our hearts to God. That's how we appeal to his mercy. That's how we appeal to his favor. Then in verse 3, he asks, how long? I don't know about you, but I know I've been here before, struggling with waiting for God's deliverance. It's like, okay, Lord, I've poured out my heart to you. Now what? We've been here uh, time and time again. I've called on your name, and and now I'm just in the waiting room, waiting for you to do what you're going to do, Lord. And then in verse 4, he says, return, Lord, deliver me. Because of our faith in God, we call on God. We don't call on God because we think he might deliver us. We call on God because we know. And past experience has taught us that he will deliver us, that he has never left us, and that he will not forsake us. So then in verses 6 and 7, he says, I'm weary with my groaning. All night I make my bed swim. I drench my couch with tears. My eyes waste away because of grief. It grows old because of all my enemies. I mean, listen to what the scripture is saying there. He says that he makes his bed swim because he's crying so many tears. Then in verse 8, it seems that while he was doing all of this suffering, his enemies insulted and mocked him. I mean, can any of you relate? It seems that when we're at our lowest point, our worst point, that's when it rains and it pours. I mean, one thing after another goes wrong and on and on and on. And then it seems that those that are our enemies or those that are not in our corner are sitting back laughing and mocking us. This is what David experienced in the text. And but then it goes on to say in the second half of verse eight, this is what I like. It says, the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. You have to think of your tears as liquid prayers. You have to think of your tears as your opportunity to pour your heart out to God and not be uh, acting like you got it all together and you have it all figured out and that you're on top of your game. No, at that point, when you're at your lowest, you have to come to God where you are so that he can meet you where you are, not where you pretend to be, not the facade that you put on, not this image that everybody else views of you. And so next week, we're going to talk about using pain as a microphone, because once you get real with God, I mean, once you look in the mirror and see yourself for who you are, once you drop all of the expectations, you will find that there is a change from depressive feelings of weakness and abandonment to the strength and certainty of God's help in the face of the enemy. See, some of us are dealing with some real pain, some serious hurt, some things that no one knows about us. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to be honest with God. And there shouldn't be a barrier or a wall that prevents us from being real with God. We don't have to have this polite conversation with God. And, you know, we can go to him and say, Lord, just help me, please. I need you right now. Because life can be a real mess. And life has real emotions, real questions, real doubts. But all of these things can be brought before God. Imagine that Jesus is just waiting to hear your authentic heart and is calling you to be real with him. And so if there's someone here today, if there's someone listening today, and you're done with pretending, and you're willing 
to admit that you're not where you need to be, reach out to me. Email me at revflood at outlook.com that I might walk with you, that I might communicate with you and help you along your way, that I might pray for you. Because when one person stops faking fine, it gives permission for everyone else to do the same. Next week, we're going to continue in a series of No More Faking Fine, and we will discover how pain is a microphone. Listeners can send in questions and submissions for my next episode. Again, you can email me at revflood at outlook.com. Follow this ministry on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at revflood. That's R-E-V-F-L-O-O-D. The same name across all platforms. Until next time, may God bless you.